Welcome to our final episode for the Warren Report for 2021. I'm your host, AC. On this episode, we're going to have a preview of the most important topics for 2022. There's four things that we think everyone needs to be aware of, and we're going to cover those on this episode. Also, I wanted to point out that we're going to now be having a video podcast available on Spotify. That's right. We're very excited about this, and uh, we appreciate all of our listeners out there, and, and we hope you stay along with us for this journey as we go onto our video platform. This will also be available on YouTube as our YouTube channel on the Warren Report. If you haven't followed or subscribed us on YouTube, please uh, jump on over there and do so. If you don't have the Spotify app, it's a simple download. You can do the free version and uh, follow the Warren Report from there. We greatly appreciate it. Well, 2022 is shaping up to be a very important year for American politics and the future of the Republic. We have the battle for control over the U.S. Congress. Republicans gaining control of Congress will be the necessary barrier between Joe Biden and his socialist policies becoming law. The Build Back Better Act will reemerge in 2022 as progressive socialists will go down swinging on this Karl Marx ideology bill that is attempting to forever change America. The battle between parents and school districts pushing critical race theory will heat up in 2022. It's very important that concerned Americans who want the nation's youth educated and not brainwashed will have to take a stand in their local communities to ensure the Marxist-based critical race theory is defeated and eliminated from schools. Lastly, we'll discuss the future of former President Donald Trump as it relates to the Republican Party. The War on Report believes that these four topics are the most important we'll be facing in 2022. So uh, join us on this episode as we discuss these topics and what needs to be done to help stop the progressive socialist movement from gaining any traction in the upcoming year. We'll discuss all these topics after a word from our sponsors. All right, here we go. We're going to get on to our four topics now for this episode. Uh, first off, the battle for Congress is going to be the most important area that uh, we're going to be look, focused on right now because the Republicans must gain control of Congress to stop Joe Biden and his progressive socialist uh, narrative from going any further and hurting the Republic any more than it already has. Uh, The Republican odds for taking back Congress uh, appear to be getting better according to 538's uh, estimate on their website. Uh, Republicans are now at uh, 42%, Democrats about 42% as well, but Democrats have seen their advantage erode since late September as far as what uh, political party is more popular as far as what the voters are wanting. Republicans need five seats to win majority in the House and just one in the Senate. As the party out of power, history suggests they're likely to pull it off, but we also have a few other factors helping us right now to to gain this majority in Congress and hopefully the Senate too, but at least the Congress because this is where these terrible bills like the Build Back Better Act are initiating from or their Voter Rights Act is is uh, initiating from is from Congress. So uh, we definitely need to re- uh, gain, uh, regain control there to stop those bills and start holding the Biden administration accountable like they have not yet been done after that uh, disaster in Afghanistan pulling our troops out. But uh, in the House, congressional redistricting data is also help, expected to help Republicans as well, as that's where after every 10 years and they do the census, they redistrict and they draw different lines. Uh, both political parties redraw them to help themselves for whatever state they're in. Whatever state controls it draws lines to help that political party. 
uh, the Republicans are expected to uh, gain at least five seats out of that alone, and that should be enough to give the Republicans the majority, even though some uh, groups out there are suggesting that it could be uh, a 30-point jump for Republicans, a uh, 30-seat gain for Republicans. Uh, that would be very important in getting a supermajority there to pass through bills because you're still going to have some Republicans um, left-leaning that may not go along with all the things that need to be done to try to uh, reverse the damage that's been caused by the Biden administration and the progressive socialist running Congress right now led by Nancy Pelosi. Uh, taking back the Senate is going to be more complicated. There's some seats that may uh, be in jeopardy. Uh, they're saying uh, Marco Rubio's seat in Florida. I don't believe that. I think he will easily be reelected. Uh, so at the end of the day, I think that uh, the Republicans will do very well, and we're starting to see that data come out. And it's well known that after a president wins an election, the midterms, which is two years after their term starts, uh, they lose seats in the in Congress and the Senate because most of the times the general public's not happy with the president. They can't t vote against the president two years after. You have to wait four years, right? Uh, so that two-year mark of the midterms is a, when they take their frustration out and vote for the other party. So the Republicans are looking like we're gonna be in good shape and that's a good thing. Uh, the second story, Build Back Better Bill, there's some sites saying it's gonna go away. Joe Manchin said he's not gonna vote for it. Uh, I greatly appreciate Joe Manchin and what he's done to get us where we need to be. He and, and Christian Simna out of Arizona uh, need to be applauded for what they've done. They have stood up, stood up against this progressive socialist movement and, and Joe Biden's administration under the threat uh, of being bullied and everything else that's happened to them. Uh, and they still refuse to bend the knee to the Biden administration and their woke policies. But I do not think this bill, this act is done. I think they're gonna keep pushing it. They're gonna try to get Manchin or Cinema to go along with it. Um, that's what uh, the Democrats are laying their, their, uh, their biggest uh, uh, thing on this year and coming up in 2022 is getting the Build Back Better Act passed. So that's not going away. Some sites are saying that, I don't believe it. Uh, it currently sits at $1.75 trillion. Uh, Joe Manchin wants it more closer to $1.5 trillion. So uh, look for them to try to make some kind of deal in the first or second quarter of next year. It won't be after the second quarter because it's going to be off to the races for uh, re-election. So they're not going to be around then. Uh, but that's not going to go away. And this is the thing that a lot of people don't realize what's bad with the Build Back Better bill. Um, and there's, there's four things that are really bad with it. First off, the uh, income tax will increase. It's going to increase. Uh, no matter what anyone says that this is paid for or free, uh, nothing is for free. And anyone out there that is a logical, uh, honest American knows that's the case. Uh, secondly, the $40 billion addition to the IRS budget. The IRS doesn't need more money. They, the, everything they have is taken from the American people on what we earn on a weekly basis. And we're glad to do that to live in such a great country, but they don't need another $40 billion when there's people really hurting and struggling right now. Third, the Civilian Climate Corps program, spelled C-O-R-P-S. Uh, this is a group of, of a civilian group that AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, envisioned going out and making sure that companies and states were educated and enforcement of these climate policies are pushing. It's not a good thing. 
not a good thing. We don't need uh, tens of thousands of paid federal employees harassing Americans or American businesses. We don't need it. And then uh, lastly, the special tax breaks for unions, trial lawyers, the media, and green energy producers. Look, since Al Gore came out with this climate change stuff, and, and I, I will say uh, as a Christian that it's our duty to take care of this earth. Uh, it's biblical. It's something we should do as far as humanity goes. We should protect our planet and do a better job than we've done. But since Al Gore's come out pushing this climate change, you know that uh, the um, green energy producers uh, those companies are now a multi-billion dollar organization. So they can't be trusted just like a lot of these other big businesses can't be. So th that's what's in the bill. That's what's wrong with the bill. And that stuff needs to be fixed first. If they really want to go back and help uh, help the middle class people, let's go back and do it. Uh, but let's not go and add on this uh, social progressive um, agenda and throw it in there with this bill. That's what's holding it back. Uh, our third story of the year is going to be critical race theory, folks. Uh, the, the critical race theory war that's going on in the classrooms in the public school system where they're trying to force feed our kids critical race theory to try to teach them that based off of your race, of your, your race or the color of your skin that you are bad, inherently bad because of what people that look like you, skin color wise, did 100, 200, 300, 400 years ago. And that even if you're not racist, uh, you're unconsciously biased, uh, and you have these racisms built up that you're not even aware of, uh, which I don't agree with uh, at all. And they're trying to make these kids in the school systems come out and believe this, the case that they're the bad guys and that uh, people of color are the victims and you should be separated and not treated e equally based off of that, it's anti-quality. So I hope that um, uh, everyone's paying attention, attention to this because um, this is gonna be the biggest thing that's coming up facing our school kids. If our school children are uh, indoctrinated into this, it's gonna be uh, very hard to change the tide once we get to that. Um, I, everyone has to understand this is a culture war it's a war for our country and they're trying to change the kids in the school so that when they come out of it it'll be like the generation currently coming out of these universities that are completely lost um, i wouldn't call it uh, socialist i would call it outright with communist ideology and anti-american ideology so we need to really fight against this uh, and we fight against it by going locally to our school boards getting involved voting out school board members that uh, allow critical race theory to be taught in school districts and replace them with people that's going to eliminate it for sure. And the last story is going to be about President Trump, former President Trump. Now, where does he stand? Current polls show for the Republican Party that uh, he would uh, be the candidate uh, for the 2024 elections coming up. Um, very interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case. It's going to be very hard for him to do that after uh, how he left office. Uh, very messy. It, even his biggest supporters should admit that it was very messy coming out. Uh, there's a lot of other good candidates in the Republican Party, such as Ron DeSantis, that uh, are waiting in the wings if, if uh, President Trump doesn't try to run for the 2024 uh, presidential seat again. Uh, as far as what's going to happen in 2022 with him, he's already backing several candidates such as Sonny Perdue for the governor of uh, Georgia up against 
the incumbent Republican governor there, Brian Kemp, who we've already seen Stacey Abrams from the Democrat side jump in there. So it's going to be a hard election for Republicans to win no matter who is the candidate. But with Donald Trump throwing his support behind uh, Sonny Perdue, which is the former uh, senator from Georgia, uh, it could make it a little messy as far as after the primaries, will the Republican Party come together depending on who wins there? And uh, we'll see what happens. You know, a lot of the the citizens in Georgia and the suburbs were turned off by Trump, and that's why they um, didn't vote for him. I know that there were some voting irregularities uh, around the country. Uh, Georgia was no exception to that. But but when we get into the aspect of uh, the percentages of being being a winnable candidate, candidate, there's a lot of things going on that that needs to be addressed before we get to the 2024 and everyone's goal out there after seeing these socialist progressives move through their agenda throughout Congress and with Joe Biden's administration has to admit that we have to be on the same page of just winning this election and we need to do it in the the best way possible get the most people behind us if that's through President Trump or Ron DeSantis or whomever but President Trump going forward is is backing candidates he's going to be active he's the current face of the Republican Party and may end up being the candidate again in 2024 so um, that's where we're ending up with him right now This will bring us to the end of our episode. Our nation is being overwhelmed by the socialist progressive movement as shown on this podcast. Now is not the time to sit on the sidelines and allow this destructive movement to succeed. We must get active and do our part to ensure faith, family, freedom, and our nation overcomes the bombardment from this socialist progressive movement. The keys are to get active in your community to ensure this ideology does not gain control in your city council or school boards. Vote against all candidates who align with this movement. Finally, inform and educate your family and neighbors to this destructive movement. I want to thank you all for listening to The War on Report. Remember, know the challenge, stay informed, and always vote for freedom.